With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we are here in Panorama Farms in Charlottesville, Virginia. Chris Chavez, Isaac Wood bring you all the good good from the 2023 NCAA Cross Country Championships. Isaac, we've got to unpack some awesome races. We've been podcasting all season yeah. about the, you know, NAU dynasty, the NC State women, the rise of the NAU women. Well, let's break down each one of these individual races. Let's start with the men's team title. Okay, so for the last seven, what is it? NAU is going for their seventh title in eight years. Do you think the dynasty continues? It's probably their strongest test since 2019. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things I think that until NAU loses, it's hard to say that it's not going to keep rolling. But I don't know if there's been a team as loaded and stacked as this Oklahoma State men's team is. And so NAU is going to have to put up their best, their best fight that they've, that they've had to outside of that, that blemish in 19. What do you think happened in the Oklahoma State team tent after that tiebreaker loss last year? Because yeah. it wasn't just like, all right, like we lost on our home course, but Dave Smith went back to work and retooled and brought back an even stronger team. Yeah, obviously there's nothing worse than losing by a point, you know, because everyone's questioning, all I had to do is just get that one more guy, you know, and we win, you know. It's motivating. Um, I think Dave has probably never been so motivated. Um, and so, yeah, they recruited the crap out of everywhere and got some incredible talent. And now, they, and they bring back some incredible talent. So when you mix in fresh new blood who are ready to rock and roll and guys who are super motivated from a one-point loss, I think that's, 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 that's recipe for a national championship winning team. Explain, you know, the, they have three big transfers. In addition to Fuad Masaudi, Alex Meyer, they might be able to sneak four guys in the top ten? Yeah. On like the perfect day. Yeah, the perfect day. You're looking at Meyer, Musau, Kippen, Gedich, and Masaudi all getting top ten, and that's that's scary considering that you know there's a lot of really really good individuals who I think all think on the right day that they're gonna be top ten. But when you have four from the same team that legitimately have a chance, like when you look at an NAU, you think, okay, maybe two or three guys on that team have a chance to do that. But when you look at Oklahoma State, you got four guys and maybe even. You know, Adiso Guadia from Israel or um, even like a Will Muirhead who's been running really well. Like he's probably not a top 10 guy, but you're looking at like that when you get that compression closer and closer up to the front, it gives guys chances to have really, really fantastic breakout days that could happen on Saturday. How does NAU counter that then? NAU counters it with having seven better. Um, their compression or that one through five spread could could actually even be better, but depend, a lot depends on what Nico does. Andrew Bosley starts to put the top with them in terms of just that leadership and their experience at this at this meet. And they've got a lot of guys who have run at the national meet, right? You got Prosser, you got Lasteros from Wake Forest transfer, you got Brody Hasty who's been around a long time, um, and so they got a lot of guys with a lot of experience who know what it's like to be at this thing. The national championship race is a different beast. When the gun goes off, it's a different level of excitement, a different feel. 
feel. You have to match that feel. And whatever that feel is in your, is for each individual, it's different. And so in order to really have a great national day, you have to be able to channel that. And when you've got guys from Oklahoma State who haven't quite been there, Kip and Getich hasn't done it, right? Musau hasn't done it, like this is their first one. We'll have to kind of see what kind of heads they have, if they can keep their head in this kind of a big old big race. Or conversely with NAU who's been there, done that, they know what it feels like, they know how to match that. So we made the case for both of those teams. Let's break down the case against. Why won't Oklahoma State win? Oklahoma State doesn't win if, if their inexperience really hurts them. Um, with, with their top two being guys who have yet to really do it at this level, um, at the national meet, they've never been here before, that could hurt them. Um, that, that, that's, that's really, because their depth is really still good, but if they're 6'7", end up in the 60s and 70s, NAU's going to put seven guys in the top 40. What's the case against NAU? NAU the case against NAU is they just don't have the front runners. Like, they have two, but Oklahoma State could have four. Yeah. And that's, and when you can double up someone else's best front runner options, that's, 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 that's scary for NAU. All right. We, those are the two titans. Is there a dark horse team that could sneak into, uh, we're looking at podium, but then in addition to that, who can crack potentially, you know, the win? Or, or uh, likelihood, it's, it's, it's NAU and Oklahoma State. Yeah. The field, I guess, who's the yeah. favorite out of the rest? I like Arkansas. I feel like they, they haven't really been tested throughout the year. They've run the, kind of their own, done their own thing a little bit. And they came here, pre-nats look good. Um, they even had a breakout performance from a guy that we weren't even, I wasn't really considering as a potential top 10 contender, but Ben Shearer ran really well there. Um, you know, Karami Yego, Patrick Kiprop, uh, all studs. You throw in, you throw in Ben Shearer, um, and, uh, you know, and uh, they've, they've got pretty decent depth. They got a bunch of guys that, will, could, that could be top 70, 75. Um, and, uh, you know, depending on how things get broken up up front with various other individuals from other teams, um, that could that could get in the way of NAU and Oklahoma State from having that top 10 that we've talked that we're talking about um, that I could see Arkansas being that sneaky team the other team you have to consider is maybe BYU um, no Casey Klinger no Davin Thompson two guys who could have been you know in that 5 to 15 range but you know Creed Thompson Davin's twin is still an excellent talent was he what third I think at big 12s um, and, uh, you know, Joey Noakes, a 28, 28 low 10K guy, 28, 28 mid 10K guy. Um, Kenneth Rooks, who made the freaking world final in the steeple. He's the, maybe the biggest wild card in the race, in my opinion, because I don't think anyone knows where his fitness is at. <laughs> How can he handle 10K on grass? Can you translate the steeple to 10K on grass? A lot of people think you can't. And so we'll have to just kind of see what kind of a competitor he is and how, and how well he runs here. Because if he has a really, really special day, all of a sudden BYU's got three in the top 15. And you're like, wait, maybe, you know, can they challenge here? You know, and anything can happen at NCAAs. So. All right, let's lock in your predictions for the men's team title race. Your podium, let's start at number four. Who you got? BYU. Number three? Arkansas. Two? Oh, this is where it's going to get tricky. You know, I, look, you know what, I'm going to... We were talking earlier, and hey, Devil. We were talking earlier. I actually, I can't do it. I cannot go against NAU. I'm gonna go Oklahoma <laughs> State two. I'm going NAU one. I cannot go against a Michael Smith coach team. As as far as, far as I know, they're always the most prepared. They have the championship pedigree in their in their blood at this point. It's in the water in Flagstaff. And I'm gonna go NAU. This is crazy because if we filmed this ten minutes ago <laughs> and just started hit record, you would have. Okay. I would have said you, Oklahoma State. The way you explained it was on paper, if you just go by the numbers, yeah. Oklahoma State wins this thing. Yep. 
Nationals never happens the way you think it's gonna happen. NCAAs is a different beast. The gun goes off, people's heads go crazy. They can't handle it. Guess who can handle it? I think any of you can. I think I think it's tight. I think they're both another, it's another crazy low scoring tie. Maybe like, you know, both teams in the mid 50s again, maybe even high 40s. Um, and that puts BYU and, and Arkansas needing to score in that 150 to 180 range to be, to be that podium uh, team. Um, but I, I, I think, man, until NAU gets dethroned, I can't, I can't go against them. I've learned my lesson for all those years at BYU when I had, when I was doing the Wood Report and it was objective as I could freaking do it. And I still have BYU winning and we would lose every time, but 2019 when we shouldn't have, <laughs> I just think, I think you got to go NAU. Look at that. We made it to the one mile mark. Take the inhaler. Yeah. Get that heart pump, rate pump. down. <laughs> and you heard it here. Isaac's going with NAU to continue the dynasty.